Welcome to My Life Without Limits, a podcast that will bring an honest perspective from the disability community. Hosted by Carlos Gonzalez and Leah Eisen, you will be left inspired by success stories from those who live with daily challenges in an inaccessible world. Let's enjoy this journey together and learn from individuals with disabilities about living life without limits. Good afternoon, everyone. Good day. My name is Carlos. Welcome to another episode of My Life Without Limits. Uh, this is actually episode number 13, which has been um, quite a journey for both of us, for myself and Leah. Uh, but I want to introduce Leah. Uh, Leah, welcome to the show again. Thank you. Uh, how are you doing today? Good. Glad I'm still here. I'm glad you still have me with you. <laughs> I, I would not. I would not kick you out. Uh, you're, like I said, you're the brain of the of the show, so yeah. I can't. I can't do that. Uh, <laughs> not allowed. So um, uh, we do have um, an amazing guest today that I want to. I want to let uh, Leah introduce. Um, her name is Tessa, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to let Leah introduce her, and just pretty much give us a little bit of a background where. Or how you met and sure. you know, and where where do you guys can connect with each other and yeah so we can let our audience know who who Tessa is there you go Leah absolutely I'm very excited to introduce this beautiful young woman her name is Tessa White Bear and she messaged us through our web page after she heard our um, our episode with Tyler Moody mm-hmm. and this is like I know Alex in a previous episode had also reached out to us, but I had a relationship with him already over Facebook. So I knew about him, but this is the first time that somebody has approached us. And I'm very, very excited because we're going to have a real good conversation here because I haven't set any questions up or anything. We're just going into it with Tessa and we're going to learn a lot from her, I think. So thank you for being here, Tessa. Welcome. Thank you. We're very happy to have you here. Tessa's from Edmonton, where Carlos and I are. And well, not originally from Edmonton, but she lives in Edmonton right now. So let's just start, Tessa. Just let us know a little bit about yourself and, you know, where you're from and about a little bit about your family. Um, Okay, my name is Tessa. I'm originally from the Treaty 6 territory, Muscochis here in Alberta. Mm-hmm. Um, I am 30 years old. I am a single mom of three. Mm-hmm. And my kids are eight, seven, and five. Aw, that sounds fun. <laughs> I eight, yeah. yeah. My eight-year-old, my eight-year-old is Matthew. And mm-hmm. my seven-year-old is Malia. Oh, beautiful. And my five-year-old is Mackenzie. Uh, how did they do with um, online schooling and everything during the pandemic? Um, they thought it was a free-for-all because yeah. they were like, we're not in school. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it was a tough year for all these kiddos yeah. and doing all of that. But and my older two, they were like, I miss my friends. Yeah, that's tough. Definitely tough being away from friends during all of that. 
And then you're, you're taking on the role of teacher and mom yeah. and friend and yeah. um, all that I was, stuff. I was racing back and forth between the two at the table. Like, no, you got to do this. And no, you got to do that. And yeah, it's a free for all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But now it's summertime. You guys have summer plans or are you just hanging around? Um, right now it's just... Uh, hanging around yeah yeah it's hard it's especially right now you know i mean restrictions have been lifted but now we've got all the smoke covering our city from the fires in bc and we definitely are thinking of, of everybody out there and hoping that we can get past all this um yeah yeah definitely but i'm glad you reached out to us so what so when you heard tyler's episode what what kind of made you think to reach out to join us um when uh i i saw because like i have him on my snapchat and i saw that he shared his platform platform mm-hmm. poster and um his caption was take a listen and uh was like give him feedback and okay so i listened to his podcast and after that, I thought, like, wow, this this young man is very brave to mm-hmm. talk about his life. And like you had mentioned in his podcast, that he does have no limit because mm-hmm. he can do whatever he wants. Like, yep. keep everything. And I think that's where I got the inspiration and the courage to reach out to you guys. And I thought, like hey, I'm similar to him Mm -hmm. and I wanted to share my life story like that too. Wonderful. That's what we like because Carlos is doing the same thing. We've had one episode where he talks about moving from Mexico and gaining his independence and Mm -hmm. we plan to have more episodes telling his story about living with cerebral palsy and everybody just has one. So I'm so glad that you reached out because that at just shows that you know what you have something to say and you know i can i congratulate you for that i applaud you for for that we're very happy to have you here because like leah just said it's a it's a a lot of people don't feel comfortable sharing their stories because yeah they 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 might think and say oh shit shit is my story good enough to be shared if it's not good enough, or people are going to make fun of me, or people are not going to get it, and you know, and the, the point that you you reach out to us after you listen out to Tyler, that's just fantastic and phenomenal to know that you 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 thought about what you were doing with your life and how you can inspire other people as well. Mm-hmm. So that's that's very 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 exciting. Um, Tessa, what 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 do you think? Like, I know Leah asked. Uh, you about what inspired you to reach out to us and you already told us that you wanted to tell us your story but what do you what do you um what do you want to tell um people like what what do you want to tell people about you how how is your life that inspirational to the point that you want to tell people what you have done what's what's the what's the the, what what would you want to tell people on on this show today um, I just, uh, just bear with me. Yeah. 
children. I've got my kid downstairs doing crafts. She's doing some rock painting and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that um, I think that well, what I want to get out there is my life experience, like what I went through, mm -hmm. and sharing it with the public like I guess more so is like breaking the intergenerational traumas that that I went through and mm -hmm. since becoming a mom um, I did kind of repeat my mom's history mm -hmm. and like like that really bothers me like having mm -hmm. to know that I repeated kind of my mom's history and then mm -hmm. I really took time to think things through and I thought like do I really want to put my kids through what I went through okay right? I, and, yeah are you able to you don't have to tell us the whole entire story because I know some of the stories are private uh, yeah. And and it's completely understandable, but are you able to t tell us a little bit about what you went through that you want to set a, set as an example for people to don't repeat uh, some of the stuff that they might be going through the same thing you did uh, because you're not going through right now, but the same things you might have done. A few small little things. If you want to share, if you don't want to share, that's fine. But yeah some examples of what you what you went through that you want to teach people of you know I, I overcome it or I went through through I overpass that situation if, if I have explained myself. Um um so like with the with the family dynamic um, I didn't have proper parenting growing up. Mm -hmm. I was in and out of child welfare. Mm -hmm. And um, my parents were addicts of alcohol. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um but if I could be really grateful for one thing out of my life, it would be the foster parents that took me under their wing and oh, good. To, to have shown me what a healthy lifestyle is mm -hmm. and uh. to have, to have taught me, um, my my life skills that I know now. Yeah, that's wonderful that you got you had a family like that because I know that there are some bad stories out there. You know, not all foster parents are in it for the right reasons, and you know the system can be really hard. But I'm glad you found that. Actually, my husband um, from his first marriage, they were foster parents as well, and they ended up adopting four children. And when I met him, he had his four children that were adopted, but he also had two foster kids at the time. So when I met him and call yeah. me, call me insane, he had six children <laughs> when I met him. 
here I am anyways, yeah. <laughs> but it was all good. It's all good. So I got a bit of a peek into what it's been like raising kids that were, you know, maybe don't feel like they belong, you know, yeah. but mm-hmm. I'm really glad to hear that you had a good experience like that. It's like having a great teacher, you know, like you just, sometimes it's just the, that one person, one or two people in your life can really change the direction. Yeah. And support, do you know, and to have, are they still, do you still talk to them? Are they still like your parents now? Um, yeah, I still keep in touch with them. Like mm-hmm. I still call them mom and dad. And whenever I need guidance or advice, like I may not like what they hear, but like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, I may not like what they tell me is what I meant mm-hmm. to say. And, um, but at the end of the day, they're right. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, um, if it wasn't for them, I don't mm-hmm. think I would be living my life the way I'm living it right now. Yeah. Like I could end, I could have ended up being like my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And I lost my mom when I was 18. Mm-hmm. And my dad passed away three years ago this mm-hmm. coming fall in november it will be three years since he's been gone oh goodness i know what that feels like yeah losing a parent mm-hmm. and especially losing you know your mom at right at adulthood you know but do you do you feel like now that you've got your kids do you would you have had them be a big part of your life um I know talking to a relative of mine, my mom's sister, who's my mm-hmm. auntie, she told me after having my first child, she was like, she was like, well, if your mom was still here, mm-hmm. it would have had straightened her hope. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Grandkids are powerful. They're magical, yeah. you know, they can, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, my mom, like before she passed away, she was a daycare worker of 30 years. Oh, wow. It's a yeah. long time. Yeah, 30 plus years. That's how yeah. long she was a daycare worker. Yeah. And that's how long she was with my dad. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that relationship, long story short, it was not healthy at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both dealing with their own traumas and their own. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's tough. Like it was really toxic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess that helps you as an example of, of, um, straighten your life kind of like what you were saying kind of like be a different mom for your own children because yeah. I, bet, I bet you love them so much mm-hmm. and that you care for each and every one of them right so yeah. it's to me what it strikes me as very inspirational from what i'm hearing is that despite of you seeing your relationship of your mom and dad of how long short long story short it was according to your words it was it was toxic you turn around and you live live a life, a completely different life than your that your parents live, right? So 
Yeah. I, I, I guarantee you that your children are very proud, and I know that your children must be very proud of of how you you have overcome that part. And and because it's not, I, I'm not a, I'm not a dad myself. Uh, yeah. But but I know it's not easy to be a mom. I mean, I know when Leah had to take care of her six children, uh, <laughs> stepmom children, it's it's not easy for her. Right? And it's and, not. and and she had she has a husband right beside her. So yeah. Yeah. so I understand for sure, and I'm extremely proud of of single mothers who yeah. who you know who carry on that love and that passion for their kids. It's something that. To me, it's, it's it's out of this world. It's just amazing, in a mm-hmm. sense. So, um, do you have, um, in a way, you you're saying that you came from from t- the tr- one of the treaties in Edmonton, right? Uh, treaty six, yeah. I believe. Yeah. So, and do you still like? Do you still sometimes go back to the community and visit? that community or you or you are more separate from that community uh, now uh, that you're leaving with your three kids as a single mom? Um, well, before I moved into my place, I, I did always go back to my community mm-hmm. and visit family and, and friends. And then I moved into this place and after that, I was just more close-minded with myself and my kids, mm. but focusing. more so, like, yeah, focusing on more so of my kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. nowadays, it's not just about me. It's about the six little eyes that watch me every day. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, they're like sponges, right? Like, yeah. everything you do and say, they just absorb it. Cause my daughter is 11 and she's like, everything she does, I'm like, Oh my God, that was me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> my oldest daughter is a splitting image of me. Yeah. And um, now that she's getting older, she's has this sussy attitude. Yep. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and same thing. I'm just thinking like, I like, when I was a teenager, I remember my mom telling me, just wait till you have kids. This mm-hmm. is what you're going to go through. And, mm-hmm. and I just said, I'm never having kids. And mm-hmm. voila, I have three kids. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, it happens sometimes. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> and yeah, and like my daughter's baby picture and my baby picture, it would just look like I was like reborn again yeah yeah does that scare you that like like I want to talk a little bit about the intergenerational trauma because I think people need to understand it because I feel like your generation and then like your kids generation I think this is where we need to say okay how do we help you guys because like I believe that all of this stuff going on, like with residential schools, there's no healing and there's no end game until there's no more trauma yeah. for you guys. And there ha- has to, how can we make that happen? And I feel like it's your generation and your kids' generations that we need to help and support yeah. to try to break this cycle. But because you're actively trying to break that cycle, do you see 
you feel good about what's headed for your daughter or does it scare you that she is so much like you? But I, do you think support is the key to, to helping? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause uh, I think generations like your, your parents and your grandparents didn't get any support. Like we know, we yeah. now know that they've received zero support, Yeah, you know, but now I'm hoping we can start for your children's yeah. sake and your grandchildren's sake. Do you think that that will help? Um, for the most part, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because, um, like, walking away from their dad, mm-hmm. I more so thought about my kids than I did of myself. Right. And, um, yeah, it does scare me a little bit that my oldest daughter is, you know, like me and mm-hmm. the attitude and stuff like that. And But right now, it, currently in my life, I feel okay. Like I'm mm-hmm. content about everything. And looking at my kids individually, they're calm and content too. And mm-hmm. that's the thing that... I look forward to every single day being with them mm-hmm. and to have that feeling of completeness, you know, that it's just me and my three kids. Yeah. I don't know how someone can just like, no offense to anyone, but I just don't know how someone who is a parent can just get up and walk away and forget they had kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. It's hard to wrap your head around that because that bond can be so strong. But then, yeah, I think we're starting to learn now that we need to take a deep dive into what was going on. And, and, you know, it's easy to say that. Yeah, I know what you mean. I always think that too. But then I have days where I'm like, go to your grandmother's. (laughs) You know, I'm going to walk away from you for a day. But then as soon as I'm away from her and I'm, doing my own thing for a day. I have no idea what to do with myself. I'm like completely lost, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it does, it makes you wonder. And I guess that's why addiction, I mean, the alcohol would help, right? It would help just yeah. momentarily. The drugs would help the, whatever the addiction is or the thing, you know, even with me, you know, chocolate bar sometimes I'm like, yep, I feel much better <laughs> yeah. for a moment. And then I'm feeling crappy again. So yeah. It's, I think definitely, yeah, the key is having support around you and knowing that it's okay. You know, it's okay to struggle. It's okay, you know, to have, and there shouldn't be a bad outlook on anything, you know, Yeah. that anybody goes through, Yeah. you know? So yeah. what, what else, because I was, I'm listening to Leah and I'm listening to you, Tessa, regarding the inter, intergeneration situation and mm-hmm. um that you guys think it would be or, or i agree completely with you guys that i think the best way of of changing the generation and changing uh things around is through support uh what are some of the supports that you think you need or not you but you, let's say you are as you said you're very content with what you are right now but what about your community? Like when you, if, if you were to go back to your community to the 36 and look, look and see what they needed, uh, what kind of support they needed, what, what are some of the supports that you think they, they will need? 
Um, a lot of it mostly um, from what I see in here is the addiction trauma mm-hmm. and the suicide prevention. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you see a lot of suicide, uh, not that I want to, but you see a lot of suicide cases in your community. That's what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, there is. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Statistically, I think across Canada, statistically, like, don't quote me for this and I'm not too sure, but um, my my community uh, across Canada, like, uh, I think is either ranked number one or two for suicides. I think so. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. And same thing for the addiction traumas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I knew about the addiction traumas, but I didn't know about the the your community in a specific so it's really nice to well not really nice to hear that this is what's happening but it's really good information what you just provided you know for me to know that the your community sadly uh goes through through the situation as number one and number two in suicide situation Mm -hmm. it's it's something really shocking to me to see uh to hear and because i i didn't i didn't really realize it until you just mentioned it just now and yeah. we we do as a i think as a as the rest of the community i'm not from the from your community but but i have a lot of i have a huge heart for the indigenous community or the uh and the every every basically every community i think we uh we as canadians or well i'm not a canadian just yet but i i feel like a canadian because <laughs> i live here for a long long time so mm-hmm. i think we as a as a, as as Canadian residents that are living here, we need to open open our hearts and open our eyes to to do this, to do what mm-hmm. what you're saying about, you know, opening up some resources. Some most of those people, correct me if I'm wrong, whether Cesar or or Leah, most of the people want somebody to to hear them, to hear them out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and believe them. For and a believe change. them exactly. Believe <laughs> them. Uh, I think yeah. I think a lot of those. Don't quote me on this, but I, I, from from all the all those, those people that I have come across, a lot of them just want to speak and just want to talk and just want to be heard, and yeah. people believe that, right? As as Leah just mentioned, and I think we as a community need to stop being being afraid of it. I mean, I'm not afraid at all, but I I know some individuals who who they don't want to, you know talk to people who are in addictions or or talk to people who are having suicidal thoughts because they're afraid you know they're afraid of oh maybe uh their their experience is going to take me to the same direction you know what i mean and yeah oh, they, they need they need you to, they need to be heard and and they want you to hear them they want you to talk to them they want you to, to believe them and and it's not hard whatsoever to to hear those people in fact it's really nice because mm-hmm. you get to learn a lot of things right a yeah. lot of stories and help them in the process right yes. so 
I think that's that's what we need to do. Is in my opinion, that's what we need to do as a community. And but it's it's great to hear that. That well, thank you for sharing that. I mean, uh, with me, Tessa, for sure. Do you, do you have any more questions? Yeah. Well, let's talk a bit about what you do for yourself for your mental health. Like, what do you do for self care? Um, like I know your children probably bring you the joy and, and all that, but like outside of, of that, what do you do for yourself when you have a little bit of me time? Um, I like to, um, indulge in Netflix mm-hmm. and, um, <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> I listen to music mm-hmm. and, um, And I like to take baths, like yes. bubble baths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, I think, yeah, that's that's about what I do for yep. myself. No, the- hey, that sounds good. I mean, Netflix. There's some good stuff out there these days, and yeah. you know, music is a universal language, and we can all, mm-hmm. you know, hear something that makes us feel good. And a bubble bath is. You can't, you can't beat. <laughs> yeah, a good. And soap. also too, um, I like if I'm not feeling well or if something's bothering me and I don't have no one to talk to, then mm-hmm. I, I smudge myself with sweetgrass. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, to me personally, sweetgrass is my go-to thing mm-hmm. I, I like the smell of it and yep. and it reminds me of my dad oh that's nice that it brings you some some memories okay. smells are really good for that they're nice, i think nice. they're one like that's why aromatherapy and like scents and all that are so good because they can trigger you know good things when yeah. when you when you need that and that's yeah. good. I have, um, I have, and I haven't used it because I know I can't and I shouldn't unless you were to help me. <laughs> but yeah. I had a friend one time send me um, a bundle and I then learned that um, unless it's coming, you know, given to me by an elder or an elder's here with me to yeah. use it. Um, so I just have it. It's there. And I don't know if it's white sage or just sage. I'm not hundred percent sure, but yeah. Um, yeah. I still have it just there, but I've learned a lot through um, like TikTok and stuff about cultural appropriation. And I mean, I've always known that um, indigenous, you know, attire, you know, is not a costume, yeah. you know, and yeah. I always knew that, but then things like, you know, there's just certain things that are very sacred to your community and, you know, it's not for us to come and, and take and use because we've done enough of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I smell sweetgrass, like say publicly, like outside, or if I go to a relative's house or friend's mm-hmm. house and I smell sweetgrass the moment I smell it the first person that comes to my mind is my dad yep and mm-hmm. and um also the same thing with power music like when I hear power music yeah 
again, I, I think about my dad. Yeah. So is that because I was going to ask you that question, what type of music do you like to listen to? Because you mentioned that that's kind of like something that you do for your mental health. So did you listen to a lot of that power music or did you listen to a lot of different type of music? Um, I listen to all kinds of music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes like in the morning, like when it's just me up before my kids wake up, um, I listen to power music by myself. Mm-hmm. And um, and then it changes throughout the day, every day. Yeah. That's great. That's, love that about music. It can kind of fit fit your mood yeah. or help you lead you into a mood that you want to get into. That's great. Yeah, yeah no, music is uh, definitely, as Leah said, is a universal tool. Like I think I haven't met a single person that doesn't like music. So, mm-hmm. and it's good. You know what? What really, really kind of opened up my eyes is that, for example, with power music and your grass, uh, it's a sweet grass. Sorry, it brings memories to your to your family member, to your dad. That's something that is really, because you know, it's true. I mean, it happened to me before when I was a kid. I smell a certain type of flower, and it reminds me of my grandma, for example, mm-hmm. on my dad's side, or a certain perfume. Perfume. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That they're not here anymore, physically present, but it just reminds you of them, and that's that's something that you don't think about that often but sometimes it's good to think about it often mostly mm-hmm. if you you know because you might have good you might have bad memories but you also have good memories of it and and yeah. I think the majority of the time that you I don't know I imagine that's what happened to you that's how the, the majority of the time you smile your the sweet grass or 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 you listen to power music are good memories I'm guessing but also memories in general from from what you left you know, you live with your dad, that's something that it really, it opened up my eyes and opened up my ears because I don't do it that often unless, you know, unless somebody reminds me like today of, you know, when you bump into perfume that you really like, then that's my grandma for me. Mm-hmm. And, and I yeah. get all this, this wonderful, you know, memories of, of her for sure. So that's, that's beautiful. That's awesome that, that you're able to, I just have one more question before I, because this uh, this hour has been going quite fast. <laughs> so fast. <Yeah>. <laughs> but so we we spoke about mental health a little bit, and we spoke about you know the intergeneration as well. Um, what is the, what is like a last message that you would like to let people know about? You know, there's a lot of controversy between. This whole COVID situation had affected us, all of us, in very mm-hmm. different ways, right? Some of us, or the majority of us are trying to remain as much positive as possible and counting myself. I'm never since COVID happened, I've never seen COVID as a negative thing. Well, correction, COVID is not good. COVID <laughs> yeah. is not is COVID co- itself is co- not good. COVID yeah. itself <laughs> is not good, but leaving within COVID I've always tried to see the positive side of, of this whole situation. But speaking about what's happening with the, with the indigenous community right now, and it's really 
heartbreaking for me to hear what happened in Saskatchewan and what happened in in different different areas of of Canada. Uh, it's very heartbreaking for me. Uh, what what's the message that you want to leave people today to find a peace ground, if you want to say it? Because I think I think people need to find peace ground of of this whole situation, uh, government mm-hmm. and people. So. Is, yeah. there, is there a message, Tessa? Is there a message that you have for people to, to kind of, you know, to find that peace ground of what's happening uh, in this world today? Or is there anything you want to leave at the end? Um, I just think that after whoever like after whoever listens to to this um to really think things through with their own life Mm -hmm. and um and to just love yourself more yeah and be more appreciative of every morning that you wake up Mm-hmm. and um and to just do what's right like if you have kids think about your kids because yeah we're not here forever mm-hmm. yeah and and for me despite the struggles that i went through like i said it's not all like not all of it is about me it's yes. about these these kids that I have. Yeah. And yeah. everything that I do since they were born. Like since I've been a single parent, I always think about them. Like my mm-hmm. next my next choice, my my next life step. I think how is it gonna affect us long term? Like them. Mm-hmm. Um like I can't say what the future is as much as I want this and I want that and I just have to live in the now, like mm-hmm. in this present moment here with you guys. And I can't think about yesterday. I can't think about the future. I can't think about you know um, what's going to happen later today or tomorrow. And mm-hmm. I think just being appreciative of the moment right now. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. I think that's beautiful because a lot a lot of people needed to hear this and a lot of people are living for the longest time I knew a lot of people and I can even talk about my life. But for the longest time I knew a lot of people who were who were living ahead of themselves and who are li- who are who are only thinking about themselves. When you when you spoke about it just now, Tessa, that you, you think about your children instead of you. Well, you obviously you think about you, but you you think more of them when you're doing something, uh, because it's your, they're your children, that that's your precious gift. You know that that reminds me of, you know, it's for for a lot of you guys who have kids, it's a blessing in disguise, and you do have to think about your kids. Well, mm-hmm. whatever whatever you do is for your kids. Whatever you do is for them. Now, for me, for example, whatever I do 
it's for the people who are around me. I don't have, I don't have the opportunity to, to have kids just yet, but it's for the people who I love, right? And yeah. I'm, always, I'm always thinking about the people that we loved. And when you're saying, I'm not thinking about me, is I'm thinking about my children, it's because you love them, right? And for those people who don't have children and who are listening to us, yeah. think, about, think about the people, instead of, if you're thinking about yourself all the time, instead of thinking about yourself all the time, think about the people that you have around you. Mm-hmm. Think about the effects that you have of the people that are around you. Think about your grandpa, think about your grandma, think about your, your mom, think about your dad, think about your nieces and nephews. Yeah. You know, think about all those people that you're going to leave an impact to. Just as mm-hmm. Tessa is saying that she lives for them and she lives yeah. in the present moment. She doesn't, you, got, you, don't, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So why would we live for tomorrow when, mm-hmm. when, we, can, when we can live today, right? Yeah. So yeah. One, one more question before I go. Actually, I, I did say that it was the last question, but we do ask, <laughs> we do ask this question all the time. And, and me and Leah asked this question, do you think uh, right now or at this moment, you're leaving your life without limits? Um, half the time I would like to think I am. Mm-hmm. And, um, and half the time I don't. Yeah. So the time that I don't, um, I think about my kids. Yeah. And the time that I do live without limits, um, I, like, I'm worried about me in that time. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, almost, I guess, like, say, the privacy and the boundaries, like, separating mm-hmm. me away from my kids, like, when my kids go to bed at night or if I wake up in the morning before my kids and that's my me time. Like that's my yeah. mom time for me. And yeah. I do what I got to do before the storm happens. Yeah. <laughs> yes. or the, I, before the monkeys come alive. <laughs> yeah. I used to say that before on a weekend that the stepkids were coming at it when they were younger, I would always say, yeah. okay, brace for impact. Cause it was these four kids coming in and, and they were great and they're great kids, but it was still like, I have anxiety and I don't like, I just don't like people in my house. I get anxious. And then, you know, even when my daughter has a sleepover here or something, I'm like, I can't sleep well because I'm always worried to make sure that, you know, her friend is comfortable and everybody's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, you have to sort of brace for that impact. But I mean, I, I, I know it's hard because it depends on what you think limits are. I mean, I think by you being here, you yeah. you broke a limit because you're here doing this for the first time for yourself. Yeah. And you know, it's not easy. It's not I don't even think it's always easy for, you know, Carlos, you know, it's not easy to yeah. come out and say, you know, I still have a hard time, you know, cuz I've mentioned a few times that I'm in the fat community, but I still have a hard time sometimes even saying that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's who I am. So Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, so it's good. Um, also, too, um, another thing I would add for the public is just be who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, be true to yourself because 
we don't know what the other person is going through. Like so yes. many people, so many people these days, they are so judgmental of how you look on the outside. Yeah. They're yes. so judgmental of what you say and mm-hmm. they, they're not considerate of what you feel on the inside. Yeah, yeah it's not and, fair. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how it goes with friendships and relationships. Like, yeah. like to be judgmental, to say to somebody, you're not good looking, but I'll still be yeah. your friend. Yeah. Or, or say if you took the time to really talk to someone for a day and, mm-hmm. you know, like, like you guys, for example, like telling me like you have a story to be told and, yeah. you know, and saying that it's powerful or it's inspirational to, to hear someone else speak. And, mm-hmm. and for me, um, doing this like I'm coming out of my comfort zone to do this and yeah. and for me doing this like I am appreciative of you guys listening to me and um and allowing me to have this opportunity to share my life experience and touch multiple topics with you guys no, we need to hear it and you deserve to tell it, you know, and people do need to hear this. This is, Absolutely. you know, what needs to be told. We need to start thinking of other people and, you know, accepting, especially the white community. We need to accept our responsibility, even if we didn't directly, yeah. we're benefiting from a lot of things and we need to accept responsibility for that. Actually, I should have, I should have worn my new shirt. I got a new shirt mm-hmm. from... Four Generations Creations out of Kamloops. It's a yeah. beautiful shirt and it says Indigenous Solidarity on it. It's got a beautiful yeah. design. Yeah. Wore it the other day. <laughs> um, I think um, going back to um, the topic mental health. Um, mm-hmm. A month and a half before my mom died, I came in contact with a counselor from back home mm-hmm. but in reality she's actually my relative okay and um but I just like to keep it formal like you know like I just mm-hmm. say she's my counselor because yeah. um yeah so I so from May 2009 to now that's how long I've been in contact with her okay And, um, like, everything that I've shared with you guys, that's the same thing I share with her every Mm -hmm. single day. And yeah, um, she used to always tell me, you have a story that needs to be told. Yeah. Like, sometimes I have this bright idea, like, oh, I want to do this. And so I'm like, hyped up for that moment and then way later I'm just like I can't do that Mm -hmm. and she she always tells me she's proud of me Mm -hmm. and um she always tells me that I'm a smart cookie and Mm -hmm. that I can live my life without her but really technically like I just can't imagine my life without without her Mm mm-hmm because she was the one that 
she was the one that um, helped me get here. I hope she hears this. <laughs> I applaud, applaud her for yeah, absolutely. giving you that and support. I oh. always tell her, oh, sorry, I cut you off. Um, okay. I always tell her, like, with all the knowledge she shares with me and all mm-hmm. the advice she gives me, I... I just tell her, like, you need a Grammy because, (laughs) like, everything she has said to me so far, it's just so impacting and so uh, embracing, and I love Mm -hmm. her. Maybe we need to have her on sometime. Yeah, absolutely. We might might need to to have her on the show and and try to see if she can come and inspire us with her stories and her... Yeah. um, Thank you so much, uh, Tessa, for for the inspirational story that you have shared with us, and for for mm-hmm. getting, but the majority, the mo- the most grateful thing that I feel is for getting out of your comfort zone and sharing that with us. Yeah. Because it's not easy to get out of your comfort zone. No. And do it. People, the big people think, oh, it's so easy to share your story. No, it's not. It's no. definitely not easy to share the story. Um. I, I can tell you but for experience, it wasn't easy for me to share the story when I first shared my story. Um, but it, it grows and I always keep saying to people uh, like yourself that everyone, everyone in this world has a story to tell mm-hmm. and everyone should share their stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone should share the stories, whether it's on, on a platform like a podcast or on social media or on Facebook, or on Snapchat, wherever, wherever you can find, share your story, and that's mm-hmm. always, that's always going to be very inspirational. So thank you so much, Tessa, for doing that. I think people are going to learn so much about this. And yeah, uh, thank you for choosing us. I'm uh, thank honored. Thank you so much for, for reaching out. We're very honored. Mm-hmm. For I also wanted to add before um, this is over. Mm-hmm. Another person that's really inspirational to me is my kids' Muslim, whose mm-hmm. dad's whose dad's dad. Okay. Um, well, my father-in-law. Um, whenever I would have dark moments, like moments where I would like want to give up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's the part of mental health. And uh, yeah, when I wouldn't have anyone to go to, I would um, phone him mm-hmm. and tell him about my difficult times. And like, I would just pour out whatever was on my mind or whatever I was feeling in that moment. And he would always tell me, it's just a bad day, not a bad mm-hmm. life. Ah, uh, yes. And yeah. he he always reminds me at the end of every conversation before we say our see you laters, he always says, remember, you are like the daughter I never had. Aww. He's like, you're doing what's best for the kids. You mm-hmm. put the kids first. Yeah. And um, 
yeah, he's like, you're doing what's best for the kids. You put the kids first. And he's like, he's like, I appreciate what you're doing for my grandkids. And yeah. he's like, you're doing what most moms can't do right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yep. to show my kids um, TLC, tender, loving care, because yeah. I, di- I didn't have that growing up. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, those are the two biggest people that are the greatest inspiration to me. Oh, I do and hope they both hear this. I, I, do, I do hope so, too, wonderful. because I think the greatest, and sorry, Leah, to call you, call you no. Back, but I think the greatest thing that I take away from this too is, or that we should all take away from this, is family support. You know, you have, and, and family, I'm not talking about relatives. I'm talking also about friends, people, that help yeah. you, counselors, mm-hmm. all the support system that mm-hmm. it's in, in this case, is in Tessa's life that was able to, yeah. to help her out with this. Thank you so much yeah. once again, Tessa, <laughs> for reaching out. And, and um, yeah, it's really good to welcome in. No, uh, <laughs> I just want to say one more thing, but it's about my mom and dad. Um, sure. Despite their, despite their traumas and everything, and you know, I give them credit for them trying to be the parent for me, even though mm-hmm. they had their struggles. Um, both my parents, my mom and my dad. Um, they, they are the greatest people I've ever known, and they are the best things that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Aw, that was really nice. That's awesome. Do you have um, like us, like on any of your social media? Do you do you like tell your story like through Instagram or anything, or anywhere that people can continue following you or? Do you, um, um, are you just sort of starting that kind of thing? Uh, last week, I, because I have a TikTok platform. Okay. And I do have Snapchat. And um, I think for the most part, I'm just starting out. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So last week, um, I do go on TikTok like not every night but every other few nights um i do go on tiktok live and um i share my story on there oh perfect well if you uh, want send me the information to where if if you're you know open for people to follow you let me know and then i'll make sure that in the show description when when this episode comes out that people can find you yeah um yeah i can send that information to you um through email Perfect. And um, yeah, uh, I I do have like I think three or four close people to me. Yeah, like I have, I, I talked to my former counselor. Like she's not a counselor anymore. No like that's mm-hmm. the one that you know she deserves a Grammy. And mm-hmm. I have my. FASD support worker too. She comes and sees right. me and she's, awesome. a, she's a big help to me too. And um, I see, a, I talk to a psychologist over the phone once mm-hmm. a week too. And, uh, and above all that, um, 
I talked to my father-in-law. Yeah. And, um, and that's about it. And yeah. other than that, just, you know, just, I just think about like what my mom would always tell me, like, you know, live my life for myself like before yeah. I had kids. And then now that I have kids in the picture, it's not so much about me. It's about them right. now. About them and, too. Mm-hmm. And, um, I always have dreams of my mom and my dad and I, I did have a dream where my dad came check up on me and mm-hmm. I didn't want him to go. And I, the dreams that I would have of my mom, like she would whisper, but I would really make out what she would say. And yeah. She would smile. And I, every time I wanted to go near her, she would like, walk farther away from me or she would mm-hmm. fade away and I'm just like where are you going and yeah and um it just makes me emotional sometimes that my parents aren't here because like everything that I'm doing now like I wish they could see they yeah to, to make them proud they mm-hmm. would be proud they are proud I'm certain yeah, that they're proud. seeing what you're doing and they are definitely, yeah, very proud. I have mm-hmm. dreams about my dad too, and he never met my daughter, and I would give anything to see him as a grandfather. I never got to really yeah. see that. So um, I know he would have been the best. He would have been their, her best friend, and it's hard. But you know what? You're, you're making changes. You're doing, you're doing great. You really yeah. are. And it's yeah. just going to keep getting better and better. This is a stepping stone that you're taking right here, right now. And it's just, it'll all just start. And I, I, used to tell my, I used to tell my former counselor, like with the ideas, like where I would just be so happy and excited. And I told her, I was like, you know, it would be nice to have a business or mm-hmm. to, write an autobi- um, to write an autobiography book. Yes, mm-hmm. and, absolutely. And I was telling my worker this morning, you know what it would be imagining like five years from now if I did write a book and say within that five years I could just publicly say my book is launching. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. when that day happens, you tell me too, and we'll definitely here to we're, we're whatever you do going forward, we'll support. So and cool. even at CP Alberta, I mean, you don't have to have cerebral palsy or anything. We're here to support, and I'm glad you have your support worker, so that's awesome. But, yeah, anything you ever need, just fire me an email, and exactly. we will support. We'll we support. will do that. Well, thank you very, very much. Um, thank you, Leah, for for being a part of this, for bringing, uh, for checking our website and, and, and bringing Tessa in. I think it's been, mm-hmm. it's, glad been I did. A, it's been a delight, and it's been such a great show. Thank you to all the listeners to that are listening today. Uh, and I want to remind everybody to, first of all, to live your life without limits uh, as much as you can. And uh, also to follow our Instagram page, My Life Without Limits Podcast. Uh, just as Tessa approach our website, please do that as well. Approach mm-hmm. our website if you want to be a guest and feel free to do that but thank you so much for everything thank you so much for today i hope you all have a wonderful day 
And we'll see you guys next time. You bet. Bye. 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 Bye.